Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast and the Student Stories series. In today's student story, we meet Michael from South Africa, a podcast listener who reached out to me over email a little while back to share the following story. I'm going to read you a couple of extracts from his message. I've never been a super great academic kid. I failed grade naught and was nearly placed in a remedial school. In grade 11, I had to miss almost half the academic year. This same year, I decided to meet with a career guidance counsellor, and he told me that I was intelligent and capable of much more. This was the moment I changed everything and started working extremely hard. But unfortunately, because I had no experience studying, I only barely passed. Notably, I got 48% for mathematics. I learned about smart studying and applied it in grade 12 and ended up matriculating, graduating with a 97% average for mathematics among the top 1% in the entire country of South Africa and distinctions, so above 80% for three other subjects. I'm now studying pure mathematics and would never even have dreamed myself capable of achieving what I've done. Now, this is the sort of story that makes me sit up and pay attention. So I was delighted when Michael agreed to my invitation to come and tell his tale here on the podcast. What particularly impresses me about the story you're about to hear is that Michael didn't just go through one breakthrough. He went through multiple breakthroughs at different points in his journey through school and on into university. Initially, realising that he was capable of achieving more at school, fixing his mindset and his work ethic, and then later really working on his study technique uh, and figuring out those secrets for how to study smarter, not harder. At the time I spoke to him, Michael was just about to start on a competitive and demanding university maths course. But let's start the journey right back in the early parts of his time at school, when, as he explains, he was far from being an academic high flyer. I think I was pretty notorious at my high school by the teachers because I didn't even want to think of the future. Like it wasn't a thing of, it stressed me out. It was just, I don't care. And um, so we would have projects where it was like, you know, the teachers were encouraging you to sort of think of what you're going to do when you're older. So it's like, go to research into a field and see what required to get in. And I thought of the things that I would need the least amount of research for. So I was like, I'm just going to become like, you know, a soldier. I don't really need to do anything <laughs> and it got kind of awkward on the exams and it was like write an essay on what you need to do to get your dream job and I'm like just fight you know so but no I was never very academically strong in high school at least I did quite well in primary school and then I just sort of got like I never studied you know so whatever I got was just pure luck and I stopped listening in class and I did very badly I took an advanced math program in grade 10 that was offered to our school because I got upwards of 70% for my grade nine exams for maths. And I just couldn't do it. I was, it was extra work and I literally just couldn't do it. And so up until my final year of high school, I was extremely bad at high school. And would you attribute that mainly to like a work ethic thing? You weren't willing to kind of put in the studying? For sure. I think you get to high school, you, you're there 
for what is it like seven, eight hours a day. And then you get homework. And I just got to this point, like, I don't want to be here. I never agreed to be here. And so it was like, why should I work when it wasn't my choice to be here, you know? Um, so I decided, you know what, I'm not going to work. Like, I'll just sort of sleep and do the, do the least amount of work that I possibly can. And so it was definitely work ethic. So I, I had lack of ambition. And I just decided, you know, I don't really want to do well at this. But as, as I'll explain later, I think that that really contributed to very negative mental health because when you're spending so much time in a day, majority of your day really doing something that you hate it's a it's a recipe for disaster especially when you have years of it you know so I, I think even if you don't enjoy school there's a very good reason to want to at least learn how to do well in it and have less effort and less stress even if you don't necessarily want to do well at it because you know the results you get at the end of trick I don't know what word you use for the final year of high school in most countries but from there onwards that determines what you're going to study for the most part so if I decided at the end of my last year of high school that I didn't want to study anything technical, like I just decided to study something very low requirement, I could get in. But then if I decided like, wait, I don't enjoy this, I want to study engineering at that point, and my grades are already low, you know, it's it's kind of too late. So I would say that it was definitely a lack of motivation, but I sort of realized as I matured that even if you don't have a good motivation to do well in high school, there's always a very good reason to do well. What would your advice be if you could go back and, and bump into a younger Michael <laughs> uh, in, in your sort of high school days? How might you kind of coach him through those years with the hindsight and the, the kind of experience you, you've now got? I've, I've done a lot of reading, like informal research into like, you know, you know, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Yeah, yeah. Doc, Dr. Carol Dweck yeah. and um, Mathematical Mindsets, but I think it's Joe Bowler. And yeah. I've read a lot of books like that and I've realized that it's not inherit talents that you do well in, you know, it's, it's not what you're born with. It's more, you can do well at whatever you want to do well in. And I would have explained to myself, look, even if you don't want to be some academic superstar, you need to have something that you're serious about and that you're willing to sacrifice a bit for. And if you want to do well at something, it doesn't matter what anyone says. I, I believe in science and, you know, science says that you can do well at whatever you choose to, if you put in the work and you think about it in the right way, you know, I would just explain to myself, if you want to do well at school, you can. And I think that would have been a huge change because I really just didn't believe in myself. And I believe that every mark I got represented me as a person. So if I look at any other year of high school, if I got 40%, which is you know pretty much a fail, I would say, wow, I am like really stupid. I can't do well at high school. I, I'm a failure. Whereas I actually got some tests where I failed in my final year of high school. And I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it as there's so much that I could improve, you know, like this is the exactly what I needed. I, I know exactly what I can focus on. And I would just say to myself, you know, look at things differently and you can do well in things. You don't have to be stagnant. You can do whatever you want to do if you're willing to put in the work. I would just say that to myself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And and maybe I've had a, you know, maybe a slightly happier experience of, of the whole thing as well. Definitely. I really, I can't stop working at this point. I really love it. I, I feel like there's so many things to learn and there's like not enough time, you know. So at that time I was doing the least amount possible. But after high school, we have, you know, like summer vacation. 
I took my math books with me and the advanced program math book, the one that I dropped in uh, grade 10, I took those with me and I wanted to learn it before university started because I just didn't want to stop. I, I really loved it. And that's not me as a person that has changed. You know, I'm the same person essentially, but I've just changed how I thought about it. And I found a lot more value and a lot more has come from it from when you work hard and you do well at something. So definitely I, I would say that it's changed and it's changed for the better. When you do well at something, you you, you enjoy it a lot more. Absolutely. I mean, that contrast between uh, how you're describing your kind of high school attitudes and how you're talking about now is just it's so inspiring to hear that kind of just juxtaposition. Absolutely amazing. All, all credit. I, I, I'm just curious, can you kind of point to the sort of time when that started to shift? Was it a kind of sudden shift? Did it happen gradually? And, and kind of what was, what was driving that change? Sure. So it was very sudden. I used to play sport when I was in high school uh, for a club. I used to play rugby. And earlier in the year, in grade 11, we were at a practice and I got a concussion essentially. And I was out from school for, I don't know how long exactly, but um, as soon as I got back to school, pretty much just after that, I had some health complication, which was more or less sudden. And I had to get a surgery, a pilonidal surgery. And that took me out of school for a longer period of time. So I essentially missed about half of grade 11. I want to just say uh, as well, my mom has also been like a huge motivating factor for me to do well, because She's never pushed me to have to do well, but she always supported me. So there's there's a very fine line there. And I've never felt alone in my pursuits because my mom is always, she's always been there to say, you know what, I'm not going to tell you that you have to study for five hours a day, but if you want to study for five hours a day, I'll make you a cup of coffee, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, she was always very supportive. So she, she booked me into a professor to get like a, a career analysis kind of thing. I went for this test and I thought this was going to be like a small thing, but the waiting list was like six months and the test was like intense, you know? And I went to this test just before I went back to school. And um, you have to bring your report <laughs> from school to this test. And I just thought, well, now we know, you know, if I have to show my report, I can already pre predict my own future. It's, it's not very bright. And I wrote these tests for this guy and I went into the appointment after he analyzed the tests and said to me, what are you ambitious about? You know, because looking at these scores, you're actually very capable of doing things well. You have a very, you, you have an IQ that's quite high and you're capable of doing well in science. And with these types of answers, I would put you in a field like engineering. And I just thought to myself, like, engineering like me you know i'm failing math my guy you know <laughs> so I don't, I don't know i i that kind of touched me because i thought like this guy has no reason to say these nice things to me like he's he's there to give me an honest evaluation and from that point i was like okay i'm smart i can do well in my mind i was like okay this guy said it, so it's, it's true. I'm smart. You know, there's no, there's no denying it. Even if I wanted to deny it after that point, it's like, well, I've went to this point with that. I'm smart, you know. It's not a very good mindset to have, I, I will admit, because, you know, looking at it from after reading these books, it's not about you having an inherent talent, like I said, but it was a very big push for me to just get told by someone that I'm able to do something. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm going back to school now. I'm going to write these tests and I'm going to nail them, you know, real movie stuff. Like, you know, you spent your whole life being lazy, but one turn, that's all it takes. And you'll become an academic star. That was my mindset. And I worked really hard. I worked excessively hard. I had like an energy drink every day just to keep myself awake. And it was horrible. And I just thought, you know, my marks are going to really reflect this hard work. And um, my mom had to fight for me to just be allowed to get into the next grade because I'd missed half of the year. And she thought, she said, if I pass the exams, they have to let me through. And she fought and she eventually got them to, to allow that. And so I just had to pass the exams. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get like distinctions. Like, I'm not just going to pass them. They're going to be shocked, you know. And then I worked really hard and I wrote these exams and I got back. And I got 40, 48% for math. And I was like, is this a pass? Like, this isn't what I expected, you know. I worked so hard and my marks were all barely passing. I, I got just scraped past. And I really felt discouraged by that because in my mind, I was like, if I have to work that hard to just pass, I don't really want to go into the next grade. I shouldn't. It was horrible. But yeah, so that was the initial part. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm here. I'm, I've worked hard to get into matric the final year. So I decided to work hard at that point, right? And in my mind now, I have this mindset of you have to stay up so late and work all day, every day just to pass. And I just wanted to pass. I looked at the requirements to get into university for engineering. It was horrible. It was like 60% for English, which at the time I was, it's not going to happen. And, you know, like 70% for maths and physics. And I was so nervous. I was like, I can't even pass, you know? So I was working towards these things and I put our physics teacher, a really awesome teacher. She, in the beginning of the year, made us write down the percentage that we were aiming for for the end of the year. I put 65%. I was like, I just want to, that's like really ambitious. That's in the 60s. That's a big deal for me. So I have this mindset of working all day, every day, just to pass an exam. And the first round of tests come up. I've worked super hard for them. And I, I don't remember all of them, but I distinctly remember two of them. And that was trigonometry for maths, which was notoriously difficult because our teacher specifically did it at the beginning of the year because it was so hard and we would have to improve on it later. And for that test, I got a 70, which at the time was like, oh my word, you know, I, from 48 to a 70 was a huge thing for me. And, and the next day or someday that week, I went to physics and the teacher was handing out the tests and everyone was getting their tests and I didn't get mine yet. And I was sitting there so nervous. My hands were shaking and she had my test in her hands. And she said, you got the highest mark in the class. And I looked to the two guys next to me who were like the smartest guys in the class. And I was like, well, this is very unexpected, you know? And that was a huge deal for me. That was, I think I, I, that was a distinction. And I was so happy about that. And so I was like, okay, well, I just got to keep working. And I worked that way until I burnt out. And I got to a point where I just couldn't work. I, I was like not even halfway through the year, maybe a quarter through the year, and I couldn't work anymore. And I had this plan for the holidays. 
because bearing in mind, I didn't work at all in grades eight through 11. So in addition to this really high course load for the final year of high school for the trick, I also had to catch up everything else. I knew nothing. It was very, very bad. I had to catch literally everything up. It was extremely stressful. So I literally had to work every day for several hours. It was horrible. So I was like, okay, the, the holidays are coming up. That is an awesome opportunity to catch up this work from the last few grades. And it's like, gives me a, a bit of a boost, you know? So maybe I'm on level grounds with everyone else finally. And I couldn't, I couldn't work. I couldn't get myself to work and I ended up procrastinating one day and watching YouTube while having lunch. And I saw a speech on YouTube about why studying doesn't work or something uh, to that effect. And it was by Carl Newport. And he was talking about how studying, if you're just reading through your notes, you know, it's, it's really horribly inefficient. And I was like, but that's what you do. That's studying, dude. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, you can't just get it in your mind. And then he explained these ideas. He just explained active recall to me. And I was like, okay. And then he gave a case study of a student who used it. I'm like, wow. Okay, I'm going to use active recall. And that was when I started using active recall. And my, my word, I studied the same amount of material would take me like a fraction of the time. And I was fascinated. I was like, this is incredible. Like, why doesn't everyone know this? Why, why don't they teach this in the curriculum? Why did I not know this in high school? Like in grade 11, this would have helped me so much. So I was using active recall and felt like a superpower. And so I was using it and it still wasn't quite enough to get me where I needed to go. Um, so I started doing a bit more research into this. Like if there's one YouTube video on it, maybe there's more. I never saw YouTube as an, a source of information at the time. It was this entertainment? But there is obviously so much information. And I found a channel of Ali Abdal. He was also talking about active recall and space repetition and how you can incorporate them and the Pomodoro technique. And I learned all of these things and I was like, okay, I'm going to start putting them into practice. And I started using these things and it didn't initially, of course, I, I would finish a lot more work in a shorter time, but I was still working the same amount of hours because I just had so much to catch up. So I was still working really, really long, but I was working smart and that made all the difference. So I started making summaries and working on how I was going to incorporate these to my, my study routine. And then about halfway through the year, I I was talking to my one friend who I always saw as like being extremely naturally gifted in math and physics. Turned out he was really struggling with them because he just couldn't get himself to sit down and study. And we're still best friends to this day. We, we were best friends at the time as well. And I was like, you know what? Why, why, don't, we, why don't we study together? Because you know the physics from grade eight to 11. I need to learn the physics from grade eight to 11. And, you know, we can hold each other accountable because I was also struggling at that time, it's like every day when you wake up, if you know that you're going to study from waking up before school, like uh, four or five o'clock, and then studying until 10 o'clock that night, it's not really motivated to get up in the morning. So I was like, let's study together. And we studied together for, our, for a chemistry exam, and we both got the two highest marks of the grade. And we were like, okay, this is working. So we went all in. We, we took that and I went home with him every afternoon 
I would go to his house and we would study our different subjects and our subjects together. And we were making these plans of how we were going to incorporate a space repetition. We had like a really long piece of paper where we put like the dates of the forgetting curve. So we put one day, two days and seven days and so on. And we would like do that. And it was, it was really awesome. And initially we were so busy with the work that we didn't realize that it was slowly, slowly our workload was getting less because obviously the retention was happening. And we got to this point where we were just remembering the work so well. And we were so diligent that if we accidentally remembered something before that forgetting curve, like really set in, we would get so upset because we were like, we didn't forget it enough to really recall it, you know? So we got upset <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. We were working well together. If you don't believe, like, if you don't believe something is possible, right, then it's, it's very difficult to get yourself to do it. Even my, my turnaround in matric at that time was, it was difficult to get myself to do it because even though I was, I, I was told that I was smart, I hadn't really seen any stories. And I looked online, I was like, turnaround stories in a high school matric and I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, I was doing something that at the time I'd never heard of. And obviously there's, there's lots of stories of people who have done this. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen any. And I was like, I don't even know if the thing I'm doing is possible, but I'm just going to see if it is. I'm just going to give my absolute best and see if it is. And so I did that. I was just going to say, that's why I was so excited to tell this story to other people, because then we give them the gift of having that concrete example of someone who's gone and done it. I love how we kind of charted those those turning points through high school and, and kind of set you on this different trajectory that ultimately, I guess, got you into this this very prestigious engineering school. And, you know, you've now pivoted into uh, studying maths, which is great. Perhaps bring us up to date. So is there anything you particularly want to highlight in terms of what you've learned kind of since those initial high school days you were, you were describing just now? Yeah. So I would first highlight that since high school, I've realized how little work is required to do well if you work smart. Even in matric, just before our finals, the final, final exams, everyone was studying, you know, all day. They were like really stressed. They were me from grade 11, you know, energy drinks, uh, working themselves to the bone. And my friend and I actually finished studying every day at about one o'clock and it was fantastic. We just spent the rest of the day you know, on Instagram or playing games or whatever we wanted really. And everyone else would be studying and it was great um, because we had those, those initial layers. So I would say I've learned that in hindsight, even if you are studying smart, you have to put in some hard work, you know, you have to be able to put that foundation so that later you'll have less of a workload because you've already learned it. So for example, I'm now going to write my last calculus test just before starting actual university. And I'm now reviewing my notes and going through them. And it's a lot easier because the first time around, I made an effort to understand everything. When you get confidence in yourself, you no longer feel like you have to keep up with everyone else. Cause you know that if you just go your own pace, you will get there. And I was the top of the math class. And when we started calculus in matric, I didn't understand it at all. And I was, I was always behind the class constantly. And I just couldn't understand it. And then eventually it just clicked. And I was like, wait, I think I understand this now. And then I like just burst ahead and I understood it and had this really deep understanding of it. And then that helped me to do well later on. And I've always kept that idea of don't try to trick yourself into thinking that you understand something. You need to try to explain it to yourself as if you are a student. And I would also say, 
a huge, huge help. And something that I never knew was how much resources there are online for learning. You know, there's, there's professors who have websites where they post their, their lecture notes and they have YouTube channels. And, you know, if you look even for mathematics at a university level, Professor Leonard on YouTube is phenomenal at explaining things. And it's like, if you don't have a good professor or a teacher at high school or university, it's not the be all end all. That's a huge thing I would say to people, because if I go to countless extra lessons, which I, I routinely did, and they still can't explain it, I'm like, well, you know, unscrew it. You know, that's it. I can't do anything else. But in reality, all it takes is just someone explaining it a different way. And it can save you hours of studying. I would encourage people to and I do encourage whoever asks me these days for advice. I say, look on YouTube and the internet and use it like as a library for this information because you can find brilliant explanations for these things. You won't have to pay a tutor. You won't have to pay you. You won't have to go to extra lessons. You can watch the video at 1.5 times speed and it's just as good. And you learn it. And if you don't understand that video, the next one might help as well. You know, it's, there's so much online that's available to help people. So that's one thing I would say. Another thing is this whole problem of, I don't want to do well at school because I don't really like anything at school. Like none of the subjects are great and all of that. I didn't enjoy the subjects until I did well in them. If you told me in grade 11 that I was going to study mathematics, when I was getting 48% for mathematics, I would have laughed at your face. Like, you know, yeah, that's not going to happen because... As soon as I can let go of this whole math thing, I'm letting go of it. I don't really want to do it. But I, I would just say that you don't know how well you can do at something unless you really give your all at it. And you will likely enjoy it when you start giving the effort. My friend asked me the one time, we have these philosophical discussions. And he asked me like, because I really love math. I do it like literally all the time. And he asked me, like, what would you do if there was no math? And I said, like, I would find something. You know, there's, I would just get good at something else. And I know it sounds arrogant, but it's just your, that confidence of, I can learn something if I want to, if you want to do well. And it's true. Like the, the, you will see the studies have shown it. If you want to learn something and you put the right techniques in and you really immerse yourself in that environment. I mean, you read that book, Ultra Learning, and it's like these people learn these feats that make them seem like geniuses, but they're ordinary people like us. It's so empowering to think that we can accomplish that given enough time. You know, we, we sometimes set the wrong goals for ourselves. Like there was a really good example I saw somewhere that was first year students look up to the senior students and think they're smart. Senior students look at graduate students and think they're smart. Graduate students look at professors and think they're smart. The only real difference there is experience. And of course, there's genetic phenoms like Terence Tao. They're really exceptionally good, but at the end of the day, if you're lazy, it only gets you so far, you know, you develop that passion. And so I say to people, you know, when you get that passion and you work hard for things and you develop that passion for things and you can develop a passion for several things, it's, it changes the way you view what you do. You start to think like I do now, what can I learn next? You know, and it's really awesome. So I would just encourage people, don't think learning is what it is shown to be in high school. It's really boring in high school. It needs to be updated. And I've, I've thought of systems and I would like to go into some kind of um, program later on to help develop a, a better education system. But at the moment, it is what it is. 
while it is that way, don't let it make you think that this is it, right? This is learning. This is what it's like. It's painful. It's hard. And it's not rewarding. But in reality, it's so much more fulfilling than that. And so I would just explain that to kids and say, be a bit more playful about it. Like, it's cool to learn. It's really awesome. And it's, it feels great. It's so empowering to learn these different fields and to go from conversations on mathematics to philosophy to psychology to it's, it's just to learn these, this wide array of things. And it's, it's so easy to do it when you know that you can. So I would just say that to people. You know, there's no, no such thing as a math person and not a math person. And all of these stigmas that come around, mostly from, unfortunately, teachers. But there's no such thing as all of these descriptions. You are you. You are a person. And you can do well if you want to. That's fantastic. Michael, it's been so good talking today. Thank you for being so generous with your story and how you did it. Uh, Really, really inspirational stuff. Uh, I just wondered in closing, if you had a closing message to leave people with. So I just want to say, you know, just because what your marks are currently, you could always improve because even in in matric, I was improving my math mark and it went from being my lowest in matric to somewhere like 30 or 40% and then 97%. And it was a phenomenal uh, achievement for me. So I just want to say, you know, if you dream big and you have that ambition, I really, really believe that. And if you work smart, um, using the, the t- techniques that you've used, that you've shown on this podcast, um, I really do believe that anyone can achieve extraordinary results and even shock themselves. So I've really enjoyed the, the podcast. Thank you so much. Well, thanks again, Michael. What a story. And do join us again next week for some of my top tips on how to study with practice questions and exam past papers. I promise some creative and innovative ideas you may not have thought of that I think you'll find really helpful and useful. For now, thanks again for listening today. Uh, It's been such a pleasure to have your company as always and wishing you every success in your studies. Just before you go... Did you know you can hire William as your very own coach and mentor to show you the stress-free way to ace your exams by studying smarter, not harder? Find out how at examstudyexpert.com slash coaching.